0: Holy Spirit, we invite you here with us, whether we're in person or tuning in from home or wherever else we may be. Would you come fill our lungs and the space around us that we may come alive to your presence, for it is in that place in your presence where we can finally rest, where we are finally enough, fully whole and fully loved. So Holy Spirit, come. In Jesus' name who gave his breath so that we might breathe. We pray, amen. All right, so uh, I'll introduce myself, even though I I guess most of us know who I am. Uh, I'm Ying, I'm a personal trainer at Equinox. And, let's go! And I'm also a physique competitor, so a lot of what I do uh, involves work with the human body. I am an Enneagram type four, at um at you know our 99 church loves enneagrams so you know god forbid if we go one sunday without talking about it but i am a type four so i'm an artist a poet a creative who is tasked with unveiling beauty to the world around me yeah let's go hey uh, and about two years ago we as a church we worked on something called our vocational credo um So you can ask Mickey and Krista or whoever about that. But um, this is what I came up with. You know, God made me to restore beauty to a broken world by using fitness to reorient people back to a right relationship with God, with self, and with one another. And it's from this passion for fitness and for working out and for body and for the beauty that I prepared this word. Uh, So I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope you guys, like, I don't know, get something out of it. And we're currently going through a sermon series called Creative Minority, uh, where we're discovering you know, how, uh, as a community, what it means to be a church in this current cultural moment. Um, how do we, as image bearers of God, thrive and impact the cultural context that we're living in? And I believe that um, in order to do this, uh, we need a correct understanding of our bodies, And its beauty, um, to understand it from the perspective of God. And we need to rise above the current pitfalls of a culture that tries to define beauty for us and ultimately use our bodies as vehicles to release beauty into a broken world. Mm. So uh, my first point, understanding our bodies and the beauty of it from the perspective of God. And we'll start from Genesis 2. Uh, So verse 27, it says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. He created them. And verse 31, and God saw everything that he made and said, behold, it was very good. I mean, so church, does it ever occur to you that you are the expressive manifestation of the goodness and beauty of God? That you are the magnum opus of God's creative work. We, our bodies, our being, are meant to be the tangible image of the person of God. See, this incomprehensible, unknowable, infinite being is apprehended by our intellect through the human form and its essence. But when was the last time we looked at the mirror and left understanding God more? or worshiped him for creating something beautiful and praising him for his artistic brilliance. And personally, I, I do that way less than I should. My, my coworkers would say otherwise. <laughs> but rather, rather I, I look in the mirror and I nitpick at my flaws, you know? Yeah. Too much fat here. Two little muscles here, <laughs> two round here, two flat here, um, right, yeah, um, and I'm, I imagine for most of us that 's the case. more often than not, um, when we aren't we more inclined to pick out our flaws rather than marvel at our own beauty? Wow. Our experience and relationship with our bodies seems so fragment, seems so fragmented from god 's verdict. It was very good. And we find in the story of Genesis that this is a byproduct of sin. The first ramification of sin was shame in our appearance. Right? What was the first thing that God or that Adam and Eve did after they had disobeyed God? You know, they they hid, they covered their nakedness. And God called out to them, Where are you? And Adam responds, I heard the sound of you in the garden. And I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Wow. And God asks, who told you that you were naked? Mm-hmm. You know, church, who told you that you were naked? Mm-hmm. Who told you that you needed to hide? Mm-hmm. Who told you that you aren't enough? Mm-hmm. And who told you that you're not beautiful? Okay. I, mean, the, I mean, this culture around us, the, this world around us, Instagram, like, doesn't it tell you? that you're not enough, that you're not beautiful. And we'll get into that for in a bit, but for now, I want, to allow you to, I want to allow you the space to silence those voices that tell you that you're not enough yeah, and that you're not beautiful. And I want you to tune your ears to God's truth, that you were created in his image and that he declared you very good, that you are the crown beauty of all his creation the crescendo of his song. See, the culture of our time tells us that beauty is a standard to strive for rather than an identity to live from. Yeah, that was good, right? I'm not sure if I heard it from you or if that came from myself. Did I hear it from you? Oh, oh, okay. All right. I lost my space culture of our time tells us that beauty is a standard to strive for rather than an identity to live from it tells us that our bodies have to look a certain way before we can be deemed be deemed beautiful but god's paradigm of beauty is different from our worlds we are beautiful because simply he said that it was so And I'm not saying that if you're not satisfied with how you look or feel, it's not doing anything about it. In fact, I'd encourage everyone to work out, to run. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Thank you. That's Vanessa. Um, To move, to dance, to play tennis, whatever. I'm just saying that if you pursue beauty by how culture defines it, it's going to be exhaustive, anxiety-producing, and ultimately unfulfilling. But when we pursue beauty from God's perspective, we become co-creators with him, partners in unraveling the potential hidden within us and around us. After all, that's how God created the world. He said that it was good. It was good in his eyes. But he also left room for a partnership with man to further unleash the creative potential and to build the garden into a city, right? So image of bearer of God, you know, that's, that's you and me. Uh, you are already beautiful in body, in soul, in full, even as you pursue beauty. I believe that understanding this is crucial to rising above the pitfalls of culture that tries to define beauty for us. So my second point, how do we rise above this culture you know, that tries to define it? When we take a closer look at the culture we live in, it's so easy, easy to see why we have such a fragmented relationship with our bodies and a distorted view of beauty. Right? We live in an age where our identity, our significance, and our beauty are defined by how many likes we have or how many followers or views we have on Instagram or TikTok or whatever social media platform is out there. Um, and we're having a blue check mark next to your name, your name makes you a somebody, right? Uh, and we live in such a visual era. Um, and I'm willing to bet for many of us, like scrolling through social media is like the first thing we do when we wake up and the last thing we do before we sleep. And we're obsessed with other people's lives, and we scramble to stay relevant, up to speed with the rest of the world by obsessing over our own posts. You know, having the right angle, the lighting filter and hashtag. See, our culture tells us, inadvertently or otherwise, that beauty, that the beauty that we long for belongs to someone else, rather than being intimately our own. I mean, I can't tell you how many times that I diminished my own beauty and worth, or my own body, because I opened up social media and said, and and I thought, like, damn, if if only I was as jacked as this guy, or as good looking as that guy or even worse you know like dang how come my post didn't get as many likes as his you know i forget that my beauty and my body and my significance is intimately mine right my favorite passage in the book of psalms is psalm 139 i think that's chris's too she always she always go there and it goes like this uh verse 14 to 16 i praise you for i am fearfully and wonderfully made Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret, intricately woven in the depth of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book was written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me when yet there was none of them. See, as image bearers of God, as as his image bearers, God created us fearfully and wonderfully. Our beauty is intimately our own and not to be compared with someone else's. And the knowledge of this truth should stand alone in the midst of the dissonance of all the voices that are telling us to be like someone else. And once again, I'm not saying that having a lot of likes or followers and views or even enjoying social media posts is a bad thing. If you want to be an influencer, like go for it. If you want to follow the workout plan of your favorite fitness influencer, go for it. Yeah. Uh, maybe not, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Don't do that, don't do that. Uh, I'm just saying that if you let culture define your beauty and your worth, you'll never be enough. Yeah. There'll always be someone else to strive for yeah. with more likes and more followers, and someone else will always be the standard. But when we let God define beauty for us, then we have no other standard to look to except to him and within ourselves. I'm going to read an excerpt from this book. Um, I should have brought it. On Beauty and Faith by Alabaster Co. Jesus ends our pursuit of beauty. When he affirms us, we have nowhere else to search. He pioneers, perfects, and finishes beauty in us. He releases us from our false production and performances of beauty. In his presence, we are finally enough. Our race is over. All that has happened before in shame and in shortcomings is erased. We are beautiful anew. So Jesus ends our pursuit of beauty with his word. It is good. And so far, we've, we've talked about understanding God's perspective of body and beauty and rising above the cultural pitfalls that try to define beauty for us. But lastly, I, I want to talk about how we can use our body to release beauty into the broken world around us. And I guess this is the application part of the message. So here's the application. Like, just go work out. I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm just kidding. Half kidding. Like, maybe some of us should. I don't know. Look, I I love working out because I believe that it is a part of shalom. It is a part of, you know, the the restoration, the flourishing of all things, right? And, you know, like, we're going to have new bodies on the new earth, right? But shalom is is a future that we're fighting for, but also a present that's worth accessing now. Um, Our bodies are made for so much more than just to work out. You know, it it can be used to create, to express, to enjoy, to inspire. You know, I heard that Alex and Jane, they, they made care packages for the homeless and physically went to hand them out, you know, to hand deliver them. You know, they use their hands to collect resources and create something to give and that's releasing beauty and when krista greets us with hugs she's using her body to express love and kinship and that releases beauty and when we decide to get off our beds and our couches and come to live service um, (laughs) we're coming together in body to enjoy one another's presence right? And we're going to eat out afterwards, and we're going to enjoy food that was created by someone else, and just just enjoy each other's presence, right? And that releases beauty. And when Joseph posts shirtless videos on Instagram, (laughs) he's he's inspiring all of us (laughs) to physical excellence. And when Gloria posts those awesome climbing videos, she inspires the same, right? She inspires strength. And that releases beauty. And when Mickey and Krista did married people stuff and got pregnant, they used their bodies to create, to express, to enjoy, and to inspire all at once. And that releases beauty. Our bodies and the ways that we can use it to release beauty in the world is so versatile. It just requires creativity. And I'm going to read another excerpt from On Beauty and Faith. By Alabaster Co. It says, beauty begets beauty. It is hardly static, shallow, or meaningless. It calls to those listening, watching, and feeling. It reaches beyond our rationalized numbness and grabs onto something, depth, or soul, being. And as we allow it, we might find that beauty contributes to our healing, becoming, and creativity. And Jesus privileges beauty making to have cosmic purpose and potential just as god created all of the beautiful world we are sent to co-create and recreate a beautiful world as creatives we contain an Im- imaginative capacity to see unseen beauty and to usher in- others un- into it yeah you know, I- I want to end this message by telling you about an experience that is so close to my heart. Um, some of you might know um, might know this about me, but I feel like I have such a strong calling for overseas missions. Yeah. And a couple of years back, I went to Indonesia, and I got the opportunity to work with these kids from an orphanage. And these kids, um, either they didn't have parents or their parents couldn't support them. So for fifty weeks out of the year, um, they would walk to school by themselves, um, and they would watch all their classmates wa- like be dropped off by their parents. You know, they would see their classmates like giving their their parents hugs um, as they were being dropped off. But you know, they 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 didn't have anybody to drop them off or pick pick them up from school. But for two weeks, you know, when I was there, I got to physically like, walk them to school, and I would hold, like, their hands, and I would carry them, as many of them, on my shoulders, right? And for those two weeks, uh, these kids, they got to walk to school with the same pride and dignity as their classmates, you know? And, And my team and I, we would drop them off, and they would dramatically run back towards us, And with their whole school watching, they would give us one last big hug. Um, And I would embrace them and hold them onto them so tightly, like, just as a proud father would. You know, and for two weeks, I got to feel for myself in part what God and what parents must feel when they delight in their kids. And, like, those moments were so beautiful, you know. And I, I couldn't have had those moments if I wasn't present with my body. Yeah. So it requires creativity. And it requires proper understanding from the perspective of God. It requires us rising above the culture, a culture that tries to define beauty for us. But our bodies carry cosmic potential to release beauty into the world. All right. yeah, so, so let me pray for us. Lord, we praise you because we are fearfully and wonderfully made. We praise you because our bodies are, were created in your image with the potential to be partners with you in creating and releasing beauty into the world. And thank you for defining beauty for us and defining us. Help us to give authority to your word over the voices of culture, of a culture that tells us that we're not enough and that we're not beautiful. May you always have the last word. In Jesus' name, whose image we bear, we pray. Amen.